This is a tropical weather update from Alicia Bayens at the Daytona Beach News Journal. And today we're here with Dinah Pulver, an environmental journalist here at the Daytona Beach News Journal. And today we're talking about the recent Hurricane Irma that just passed over Florida, leaving a lot of Floridians still, you know, recovering from that. And just if we can get a good idea of how strong was Hurricane Irma just compared to a lot of hurricanes in the past. Hurricane Irma even though there was a lot of damage for us locally, it was not one of our stronger hurricanes. It was it was a very critical hurricane in South Florida. They had much higher winds. But as Hurricane Irma moved ashore in Florida, the eye started to elongate and the winds dropped off dramatically as the storm moved north. But this, the wind field was very wide and did contribute a lot of damage statewide with a lot of... Um, lower category winds. All right. So you, what you're saying is as far as Florida is impacted, wasn't quite one of our strongest storms. But how about before, you know, it reached Florida? I know a lot of those island countries were hit pretty hard. Was there any kind of records broken for them? Oh, sure. Yes, there there were. Irma really was a record-setting storm throughout its lifespan, particularly before it got to the U.S. Irma was one of the strongest storms on record to impact the Leeward Islands. It beat out the famous, you know, 1928 Okeechobee hurricane, and it was also the first Category 5 storm to make landfall in Cuba since the Cuba hurricane of 1924. So it had been almost 100 years since Cuba had been impacted by a Category 5 storm. Irma was also a very um, notable hurricane in the fact that she was a Category 5 hurricane for 3.26 days, which tied the record for the Cuba hurricane in 1932 as the longest known Category 5 storm. Wow. It, um, so there were a few other things. She was, um, or it was a hurricane for 11.25 days. That was the most since any hurricane since Ivan in 2004, but that record has been broken this week by Jose. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So we had a lot of record-breaking just a in lot the past re- few days. Yes, it is a record-breaking summer for hurricanes, that's for sure. Irma's barometric pressure at one point dropped to 914 millibars, which was extremely low. It was the 10th lowest um, pressure reading since they started keeping track of hurricanes in the satellite era. Wow. So that's pretty low. And its pressure at landfall in South Florida was 929 millibars, and that's the 7th lowest on record for a hurricane in the United States. Wow, so Hurricane Irma really did have a huge impact, even, you know, though it didn't maybe seem like strongest, therefore, in Florida, it still kind of broke a lot of records. Yes, it was. It was a huge hurricane. It was a very intense hurricane. It, and um, as we've seen with Maria, this is a, this has been a summer where the Atlantic Ocean is really pumping out the very intense hurricanes. Mar- Maria last night became a Category 5 storm in in almost record-setting time, and it just follows along the path that was set by by Irma and um, some of the other storms. Right, and do you think just these extremely rapidly intensifying storms are just due to the, you know, warm water and lack of wind shear? Yes. Yes, the um, Phil Klotzbach at Colorado State University, and I talked about that over the weekend, and he said these sea surface temperatures are running very warm, and the, the wind shear is remarkably low, so it's allowing those hurricanes to just sit there and spin themselves into the intense heat machines that they do and just keep moving westward and pummeling those poor islands in the Caribbean. Yeah, those islands are really getting hit today by Maria, as you said, but you don't think Maria is going to have any sort of effect here in Florida other than, you know, 
those strong winds may be slightly reaching the surface, causing a little waves. But other than that, you don't think she's going to be any kind of issue for us? No, I don't I don't think Maria will be an issue for us, although there are some forecasters who are holding out judgment until after it crosses Puerto Rico to see if it turns. But because of the size of Maria and its intensity, it will definitely displace a lot of water. So we'll be seeing swells mm-hmm. and rough surf, and that could start Sunday, sometime Sunday, or it could be impacting the shores on Monday. And they are concerned a little bit about what that might be in terms of the um, erosion on the coast of Florida. Right, especially after, you know, just recovering from Irma in a lot of places that could... Oh, right. The recovery for Irma is going to be a long haul here in Volusia County. They they have started debris collection. It just started on Saturday and um, in Ormond Beach, and then um, debris collection has started this week in Edgewater. The other cities are going to be picking up along as we go over the next week. We'll start to see debris collection in more of the cities. It's sort of interesting. The cities have been saying that... Um, the the west west side of the of the county seemed to get a, some more limbs down than they did with Matthew last fall. In mm-hmm. in terms of the east side of Volusia County, there were a lot there was a lot of tree damage after Matthew, so they think maybe the situation was better because the trees had been kind of cleaned up. But even still. I was talking to Edgewater, and they believe they may have a, roughly half the damage that they had from Matthew that, uh, in terms of debris that they have to pick up. And the, the winds from Matthew were actually greater in Volusia County than they were during Irma. The, the peak wind gusts that we experienced in Daytona, as far as I've been able to tell, is about 78 miles per hour, 78.25 miles per hour. The sustained winds weren't even hurricane force. The sustained winds were only 54.1 miles per hour, which is you know a stronger tropical storm level so you're saying that basically matthew was a stronger storm for coastal portions of volusia but as far as like inland do you think irma did a little bit more damage than matthew did i do that seems to be what i'm hearing from people is that there was there are more trees down in the western part of the county than there were during matthew right how long would you expect you know We could be recovering from, you know, Irma that just went through. And then you said the swells from Maria could reach us and cause a little bit more erosion in our areas. How long do you predict that we in Volusia County will be recovering from these hurricanes? Gosh, um, that, you know, that's a good question. The recovery from Hurricane Matthew is still ongoing. We're waiting for the end of turtle nesting season so that they can rebuild beach um, walkovers in both Volusia and Flagler counties. So we've still experienced a fair amount of recovery from Hurricane Matthew. And so now it'll be in terms of waiting for the debris collection. And the debris collection sometimes takes more than a month. Wow. So we're looking at probably a month with debris collection. And then... Several cities have reported damage in Volusia County, you know, Lost City Island Library to a flood. So they are going to be rebuilding the interior of the library. They've cut out some drywall because they had about eight inches of water in parts of the library. They're removing the wet drywall and carpeting. They're working to dry the building out, and they're, they're pumping like hot air in there to try to pull the moisture out of the book so that the book's pages don't wrinkle up like you do when a, right. you leave a book out and it gets wet. So they're not sure how long that will take to, to finish um, the construction at the City Island Library. And the county's administration center on Beach Street also was flooded. They're not sure how long that's going to take. And then many businesses along Beach Street in Daytona Beach will be working to try to get things dried out and reopened and it's not it's uncertain still how long that may take 
Right. I remember going down to Beach Street maybe two or three days after the hurricane passed and still seeing, you know, standing water on the streets. And you'd think after, you know, a couple of days after things pass up, normally, you know, with regular storms, you see everything kind of goes back to normal, but you're really seeing the lasting effects of this happening. Exactly. And the, the, the storm surge along the river, along the Indian River from Irma, was much greater than it was during mm-hmm. Matthew. So much of what happens with these storms depends on what time of day they hit or what time of when they, how they compare to the high tide. If they hit at the ocean at high tide, the storm surge becomes worse on the ocean. If the river is at high tide and the storm pushes into the river, then that pushes the storm surge higher and um, they've just heard I've just heard today from the weather service in Jacksonville that they believe they had a four foot storm surge along the intracoastal waterway in Flagler County so that's pretty significant and when the when the river comes up out of its banks especially in low-lying areas it can cause a lot of damage I haven't yet been able to figure out when the last time was that we had this much water on Beach Street I know there was water on Beach Street during Hurricane Donna and there was also there was a, a couple of feet deep water reported after the hurricane of 1936. I believe it was 1936. So it's it's been decades since we have had the kind of water on Beach Street that we received last weekend during Irma. Yeah, I know the flooding's really been causing issues for a lot of people, but also when Irma passed, there was, you know, we were kind of on that side where we were seeing a lot of tornadoes and stuff coming up from outside and that is true. That there caused were, a lot of damage I, as well. I believe we had eight tornadoes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm wrong. There were at least 15 tornadoes across Florida, including two EF1 tornadoes locally, one in Ormond and one in Flagler County. And it's that's one of the classic uh, problems with hurricanes that a lot of people tend to overlook is mm-hmm. when, when those wind fields start to expand as a storm makes landfall, as, as they saw in Texas with hurricane the hurricane there. They they had Harvey produced all these dozens of tornadoes that people I think really typically aren't expecting. Yeah, I think that people generally overlook that, especially when they saw you know the shift, especially here in Volusia County, when they saw the shift of the hurricane making its track farther west. They kind of thought, oh, we're we're in the clear, like it's not going to hit us. The eye walls steering clear of Volusia County, but they don't realize that the you know northeast side of the hurricane is the one that spawns all those tornadoes and, you know, can cause maybe not as great of damage as, you know, the eye wall itself, but, you know, tornadoes especially cause damage that we've seen in Ormond, so. Yes, that is that is true. It's and it, it's something that the Weather Service always warns people about, that there's always this risk of tornadoes. And the, the other thing that was a surprise for some people, I think, is as they saw that track shift westward, they, they were sort of thinking, oh, well, maybe they're in the clear, and they weren't thinking about the storm surge. And the storm surge from this storm particularly, I think, will be studied for years because the, the surge was a problem in Naples on the southwest Florida coast throughout the Keys and then all the way up the Florida coast and into Georgia where they had where they suffered storm surge including some record storm surge in Jacksonville and St. Augustine they'd had record storm surge last fall with Matthew and then again they've experienced record storm surge with Irma and I think people have just been shocked by the magnitude of the surge how far it extended around the peninsula of Florida because because Irma was a huge storm, very low pressure, which pushes up a lot of water. Yeah, and we have to remember that, you know, 
as far as, you know, Irma passed and Harvey passed and, you know, Maria looks like she's kind of steering clear of us. But we have to remember that, you know, hurricane season is only about halfway over. We still have, you know... Until November thirtieth, we do, we do, we have hurricane season left, (laughs) and it's hard to believe that we could, you know, potentially experience more storms like these heading our way. We could. It's something certainly people need to be paying attention to. I think a lot of local governments certainly hope that we don't experience any more storms because the. the expenses that are involved in pick, picking up debris have been very difficult for local cities, and they're not sure exactly where they're going to get the money from to complete the debris pickup for Irma, and much less if another storm happened to come along. So we're just going to cross our fingers that <laughs> the rest of hurricane season stays relatively quiet for us and, you know, for those islands out there that have really been getting hit hard. Yes, that sounds like, sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. And this has been the Tropical Weather Update. Thank you.